everyone. Welcome to the Do The Thing dating experiment. Okay, guys, we have another amazing guest today who has been part of the Do The Thing challenges and is a shining star in the community and is just such an honor to have a chance to get to know her through these interviews. I've done another interview with her on the celebration interview. I've gotten to see her through the community and the things that she posts with the different challenges that we've had and the way that she is supportive and encouraging and also really discovering who she is, what she wants and all the good things that are to come. And so it's just a joy and a pleasure to welcome Deb to the show. Hi, Deb. Hi, Stacy. It is so nice to be here. I've been looking forward to this since you invited me, and I can't wait to hear what kind of questions you have for me today. I'm so glad. And I'm so I'm so glad you're here. It's great because I was pretty much mentioning to people I was going to do 10 episodes and whoever wanted to come would get to come. So yeah, so I'm glad that you're that you're here part of the first 10 and then we'll see what happens with this thing. I love it. That's so exciting. And you are so inspiring. I I've got to get out there and get my my additional nine. <laughs> I'm excited to light the fire for that. That's for sure. Absolutely. So let's start off. And I would love to find out why you said yes to doing this with me today and why you wanted to come on the Do The Thing dating experiment. Because mm, Stacy, you have sprinkled fairy dust in my life. So this is my second, I just finished my second challenge with you, Do The Thing Challenge. And wow, I mean, my life has just taken off like gangbusters in places where I was stuck before. And I wanted to come on this this podcast today because I want another dose of Stacy's motivation. <laughs> and it's so funny that you said sprinkled fairy dust. I you've met Dr. Nancy in the group, and actually she's already done a podcast episode with me for this podcast. So you guys, the listeners, should know her too. She had told me once, she had told me once that I was like Tinkerbell where I sprinkle fairy dust. So the fact that you just said that, it almost makes this full circle right now. <laughs> and chills. <laughs> well, I'd love you to kind of share who you are and what you're, tell us about yourself. Sure. I am Deb and I am supposed to be semi-retired. I retired from my full-time career, my lifetime career in education last June jumped into a new business adventure. I opened my private practice as a child and family therapist. I'm still at the age of almost 62. I'll be 62 in March. I'm at the age of still looking for the love of my life. And it took me doing the first challenge to realize that I'm the love of my life. And if I don't love myself, nobody else is going to love me the way that feels good. So I've been doing the work and, and accepting the challenges and getting out of my way, getting out of my comfort zone, trying new things and trying to lift other people up as I go. And it has literally changed my life. I would also love to hear, what do you, what do you see for yourself? What is that vision for yourself for the future? Mm. Well, I don't ever see myself being fully retired. I think that I'm always going to be active in something. I don't know what that is, but I'm loving my private practice right now and being able to connect with people and walk alongside them and help them reach their mental health goals. 
I have two little rescue dogs from Texas that are my sidekicks and they're wonderful, but I really would love to have a special man in my life to have deep conversations with and to enjoy adventures with. I love to travel. I like to camp. I would like to road trip around the United States and just dial down in and and meet small town America. I just think that would be so cool. That'd be a great way to do podcasts too, wouldn't it? Oh, so fun. (laughs) That's a future future idea we're planting and going to listen back to. (laughs) Absolutely. And not just doing therapy, but I'm really enjoying getting involved in the community. I just became a Rotarian here in our local town. I belong to a couple of women philanthropy groups and just joined a book club and all the, all the things that I never had time to do before that I'm really experiencing a whole different view of life. But I want someone special to do that with me. And I'm also bringing along some new, really great friends. And I've kind of leveled up with my friends. I mean, they're amazing and they challenge me just like you do. And it's, I just express gratitude every day. Life is good. What do you think changed for you that now you're taking this new view of life and really tackling it in this way of openness? Well, I tell all my clients that what you focus on expands. And so when we focus on lack or disappointment, we get more lack and more disappointment. If we focus on poverty, we get more poverty. If we focus on the gratitude and the positive experiences, the glows and glimmers that show up, that make us smile, that make us think, that give us peace and comfort, then we notice more of that and we experience more of that. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm not focusing on what I don't have. I don't have the man, but that's okay because I'm loving me the way the man would love me if he were here in my life. And that's just really cool. I mean, to go out and stop at a local restaurant or a local bar and just go in by myself is very new, relatively new for me. It takes a lot of courage, but I'm almost a year into this. And so it's getting easier and easier. So I'm just really enjoying, like I said, getting out of my way and getting out of my comfort zone and doing things that I was always too afraid to do. I was living small and I'm not doing that anymore. It's beautiful. Okay, let's talk to your future guy. <laughs> so what's he what's he like? You mentioned a few things that you're interested in and someone that's adventurous, open to road trips, meeting just the people in the town and traveling and having deep conversations and just wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit more. Absolutely. I want someone who is aligned with me and and me with him. I want someone that has the capacity to join me in personal growth journey that I'm on. I know I still have baggage from things in the past, two marriages, lots of challenges, some childhood trauma. I am I am letting that go, working through that and moving on to a better space. And I'm hoping he's doing his homework as well. I'm looking for someone with some emotional intelligence, someone with kindness at his core. And I love, love, love deep conversations. When I meet someone, whether it's a man or a woman or an organization that I work with, when I go home and we've had just a really stimulating conversation about any topic, 
it is the best drug in the world. I go home high as a kite and I want more of that. And that's that's my drug of choice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I I think that's a must have that ability to engage not 24 seven, but often. I want someone who will dance with me in the living room, who will cook with me in the kitchen, who isn't afraid to get his hands dirty. I love to dig in the dirt and plant my garden and walk my dogs and go camping and come along with me. I have a kayak that hasn't been used and I have two bikes that need to be used and I'm just waiting for the partner to step in. I'm also curious, how do you handle conflict? when a conflict comes up with a partner? Or how do you want to handle, let's say, how do you want to handle conflict? (laughs) Reframe that. Well, I would say that in the last few years, I've gotten a lot better about handling conflict. One of the things that I notice is I'm so much more self-aware. So when I feel something going on within me, sometimes I call it in a therapy session, I would call it getting triggered. I now pay attention to that. And I ask my partner for time so that I can process what I'm going through. And then I will be back within X amount of time. And if you're ready, we'll go ahead and continue this conversation. I think so many of us get angry and we stomp out and we slam doors and we yell and say things that we can't take back. And I just really want to forge beautiful relationship with someone where we can support each other in the ways that we're growing and not get intimidated or uncomfortable or feel like we've been rejected by that. So I just want to give the message that something's going on with me and I need to step out for a minute, an hour, maybe overnight, if it if it's a big thing, if it's something that is connected to something in my past, just a reminder that I need to work on something. But I don't want to I don't want to do any of that unhealthy, unfair fighting. I want us to be able to read each other and lean into each other and not be afraid to be real and authentic and vulnerable. I would love to hear what would be your ideal date? Ooh, not dinner and a movie. I mean, those are nice, but even a movie on the, the first date is really hard because you don't get a chance to talk. Let's see. I don't know. I would love to maybe go horseback riding, maybe have him teach me something new, something that he likes. Maybe there's a hobby that he has that I've never tried before. And short of bungee jumping or skydiving, (laughs) I probably try just about anything. As long as it's legal. How's that? And I, and I, <laughs> and I won't die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love riding on motorcycles. Again, that would have to include some stopping and talking. So whether it's dinner or if we do scavenger hunts, where you go from place to place to place and find something, that would be kind of a fun, creative date to to do that, whether it's on a bicycle or a kayak or a motorcycle and or a car or a plane. Who knows? Yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> what about what would you think would be a dream date? And it could be a dream weekend, dream week, dream date with a partner. Yeah. I think having him plan everything, invite me ahead of time so that I'm prepared. 
and then whisk me off in a plane and take me to Costa Rica, which is on the top of my bucket list for a nice, long, maybe four-day weekend. That would be heavenly. And what would you want to do there? I want to see everything. I want to talk to the locals. I want to find out if that's somewhere I might want to live someday. That would be really cool. And learn about the culture, learn about what they need there. What's What are they lacking? How would I get licensed as a therapist there? All the good things. Yeah. And hopefully he would have some of the same interests. So good. And when you wake up in the morning, what makes you smile? Well, I have those two little rescue dogs and you cannot see them without just chuckling and smiling. They're just unconditional love and pay attention to me and take them out for a walk. And <laughs> they both have their own unique personalities. So it's always, I'm always chuckling. The neighbors probably see me talking to them. <laughs> we just have fun together. And I love my first cup of coffee in the morning. I love a shower. I love moving my body because at 62, uh, you get some aches and pains. So whether that's working out or dancing in the kitchen or going for a long walk, those things make me feel good and get me motivated for the day. That brings up, actually, I'm curious, what do you have a kind of a self-care practice, something that re-energizes you that you do? I do a lot of things. I I practice mindfulness. So I am spending time every day just being still. I used to be a doer. I was a three job a day crazy woman who did all the things. And now there are times when I just sit and breathe and notice my breathing. And sometimes when I'm wiggly, the best way to do that, this is probably good for everyone, but for middle-aged and older women, lay down on the floor and put your legs up on the wall and then just focus on your breathing. Mm. Uh, it's good for you. It gets your blood circulating. It, it aligns your back. And you're kind of, you can't be multitasking when you're in that position. So that works for me. Lots of journaling and sitting out in nature when it's not snowing or storming in uh, Wisconsin like it has recently. And I, I have both a morning routine where I do my workout in the morning. If I don't do it in the morning, I can't make myself do it. Mm -hmm. It's even before I walk the dog. So they know they have to wait until I'm done with my, my chores before they get to go out and have fun. So that's nice. What's your workout? Well, I currently am doing a workout from Daily Om. Mm. If you're familiar with them. And it's a Shakti warrior goddess workout. And so every day it's about empowerment and getting past your blocks and, and the limits that you have. I also do a somatic trauma release workout from someone on Instagram called the Workout Witch. Mm. And I am now doing her workouts with my clients and they are just loving it, just releasing trauma that we hold in our body. So, and then I combine that with my mindfulness practice and my devotional. So when you're coming home from the office, from work, or when you're done, what's kind of the thing that you're looking forward to? It kind of depends on the day. Some days I feel like seeing people. So I will go down to one of the local haunts and have a burger with whoever's there or have a glass of wine. Some venues will have music. So I'll go and 
see if I can talk anyone to go in and out on the dance floor with me. Other days, I just look forward to coming home and walking the dogs and sitting down and just breathing and relaxing and maybe having an adult beverage. And sometimes I go to bed early and sometimes I'm a night owl and stay up quite late. It kind of depends on what the energy level is. I just try to tune into that and do what's best for me and based on what's next on uh, the next day on my schedule. You mentioned camping earlier and then also the road trip. What would be your idea for that? Just so people can hear about it. Yeah, that's a great question. I used to go tent camping and Benji, my older rescue dog and I did a six-day road trip last summer around Lake Michigan. And we stayed at different campsites. We stayed at a couple of dog-friendly hotels, which I'd never done before, which was kind of cool. And then we stayed in the home of a childhood friend that I had just recently reconnected with on Facebook. So that was really cool. I had a garage sale last May and my neighbor went in on the garage sale with me and she accidentally sold my tent. So now I have to figure out what it is I'm going to camp in. The last few years I've been renting campers just to get an idea of what kind I would like to buy. So that's in my future. But I'm also considering if it's just me and my dogs getting a camper van or a travel van. And just then I can park anywhere. I don't have to rent a campsite. I can park on the street or wherever. But I love going out and experiencing local culture, finding out where all the local dives are in the little mom and pop restaurants and and talking to people and just finding out what life is like for them. Mm -hmm. So the campers that I've rented have been tiny little triangle shaped campers all the way up to glamping which has been kind of fun. And I love them all, but one of those big glampers is a little bit much for just me. And I don't know, backing one of those things up might be a little scary for me. (laughs) Yeah, But yeah, I want to go all over and I want to take a month at a time and travel and see the countryside. Yeah. What's the thing that's hard for someone to see from you? Let's say you're on a date and you're with them for one to a couple times. What's that gold inside of you that they're not seeing in those first few interactions that they have with you? I think a lot of people think I am just this prim and proper, never makes a mistake, never swears, never has a messy house. And I do all those things. If you saw my countertop right now, you'd go, oh my, that doesn't go with the image. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a professional side, but there's also a very personal side. And I I let my hair down and I let people in probably too soon a lot of times, but that's who I am and I don't wanna I don't wanna hide that. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think is my soft inner golden side? Oh, I mean, for my inter- my interaction, I thought that was amazing. But I think you are this energetic fireball <laughs> that when released is so expansive and that spreads throughout the world pretty much. I see, you know, as you're talking and you're explaining this, and I know just the listeners know, Deb has in mind potentially doing a podcast. So we've talked about that. And I mean, in my mind, I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, oh, yeah, as soon as I can help you get it going, you're going to be like 200 episodes before you blink. So it's like and it, and it's not that you are the podcast, but it's that idea of once you get an inkling of, of excitement of what something is and you find a passion for it, it's just like it blows up in a, in a great way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
However, I do need to tell you that I am what I call an extroverted introvert. And you wouldn't guess that. I used to be terribly shy, but I uh, have a tendency to overextend myself and then need to kind of calm my life down and and re-energize myself. So there are periods of time when I'm quiet and my friends have gotten used to that. They don't worry about me. She's okay. But it, it is a, would be nice if I had just that even balance, but that's just not how I roll. And when I get excited, I'm, I'm all in 150%. When I need to breathe, I'm back down to about 75% and that's okay. Do you find yourself catching it before you go to redline? Are you able to catch it in the middle? <laughs> yes. Just uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I was like, okay, Deb, you're making yourself, you're spreading yourself a little bit too thin. And part of that is in my private practice, I started slow. I was very part-time last July when I opened my private practice. And as of the end of January, I was starting to feel like really overwhelmed. And when I sat down and I looked at my numbers, I'm full. I had to put a new clients will go on a waiting list on my all my social media and my website because in eight months I am literally full. Amazing. And it's a it's a great problem to have, but when you want to help everyone, it's hard to say no. So I'm learning about boundaries too. <laughs> so good. <laughs> what are some things that someone should absolutely know about you? I'm a Christian. But I'm an odd duck Christian in that not only do I believe in God, and I'm still struggling to find my faith family. I don't really get into all of the religious dogma. I'm kind of gun shy about Catholics for some reason. But I also am a master Reiki practitioner. I am a, a Mesa carrying shaman. And most people think that being a shaman and being a Christian can't possibly work together. But in my belief system, they do. So I kind of believe in alternative healing modalities and not everyone is open to that. So it would require someone who had an open mind at the very least to connect with me. Where would be your ideal place to meet someone? I'd like him to walk up my sidewalk and knock on my door and say, Deb, I'm your man. That's what I would like. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So maybe on the dance floor, maybe. Ooh at a place that has music, someone who has the courage to get up and, and dance with me. Yeah. So I live in Wisconsin and there are lots of opportunities to dance, but most of the men that I grew up with had to have a lot of alcohol in them to have the confidence to get on the dance floor. And I don't want that. I want you to have confidence to get up and even if you can't dance well, to have fun with it, right? Yeah. What do you have to offer a potential partner? I'm creative. I'm kind. I'm funny. I'm adventurous, but I also know where the line is drawn. I have a a public image to protect, so I'm not going to do anything that's going to offend anyone, or I, I'm going to try not to anyway. Sometimes we offend even when we don't know that. I'm very loving, affectionate. I have my quirks. I am not perfect, but I will do my best to meet you in the middle. And I want to know what brings joy to your life. And I want to know how I can support you in whatever you're going through and how we can work together to just live an amazing next chapter. 
What do you want someone to offer to you? What do you want someone to bring into you with a relationship? Friendship first. I want those things that I mentioned before, deep conversations, honesty, integrity, those kind of things. And I want someone who can accept me as I am and look at me as if I am the most beautiful woman they've ever seen. I've got wrinkles and I'm I always thought I was pretty plain Jane as as far as appearance. I've got a few extra pounds that I'm working on getting rid of. So if anyone's looking for any, I've got a few to this year. <laughs> um, just someone who will help me navigate the ups and downs and curves of life. Yeah. What else is coming alive for you as we're talking today? Is there anything coming up for you? Well, I went to a a business that opened up booths in the basement of their store recently. And I found this. Can Uh, you read it? (laughs) If I am too much, please go and find less. (laughs) So good. I know. I love it. I love it. And I saw it and I chuckled and then I thought, you know what? I need to have that. Yes. Because I think that when you are alive and vibrant and loving life, you sometimes are too much for some people, but those aren't your people. And so don't stop being who you are to fake it, to get friends or dates or employers or whatever. Go where you're wanted, go where you're valued for who you are. And that's what I'm doing. I'm being myself. Um, Recently at the Rotary Club, I spoke to the whole audience about mental health and my work as a therapist. And my very last line as I'm walking off the stage was, and for whatever it's worth, I'm single and looking and I'm like, what did I just do? I just (laughs) pulled the whole town that I'm available. So it's, it's been an interesting ride, but uh, an anonymous Valentine showed up at my office a week later and it was signed, be mine. So I'm, I'm in the mystery mode here. What do you think gave you the courage to do that? And I, I love that you did that. What gave you the courage? Oh, so I I had them do some mindfulness and grounding activities throughout my 30-minute presentation, and they all did it. I do a lot of breathing with my clients, and one of my favorite with children is to do what's called alligator breaths, and you just put your arms way out in front of you, and you take these big, deep breaths. I had 50 adults in a room doing this. And most of them are middle-aged businessmen who would never do anything like that, but they did it. It was so beautiful. And when I saw them having courage to do the things I was asking them to do, I thought, why not? I'm just going to put it out there because if I never say anything, nobody's going to ask me, hey, Deb, are you single? So I thought, I'm just going to put it out there. And maybe somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that might think we might be a good fit. So it's out there. It's great. (laughs) And is there anything I didn't ask you that you wish I did? I think the thing that I have noticed is that since I started with the do the thing challenges, I'm no longer looking for my future husband. I'm looking for people that I'm aligned with who feel good and who I want to get to know better, but it's not a rush to the finish line. I want to enjoy the journey. And I think that perspective 
is so much healthier. I'm not, I, I'm not feeling desperate. I got off all the dating sites. If I'm going to meet someone, it's going to be organically just in living life and going wherever I'm going to go. And that's an amazing new perspective. I go to bed every night thinking, I'm really okay. I'm, I mean, I don't want to be alone, but I'm really okay if I am alone for the rest of my life. And I think that's the start of finding that wonderful person to to walk the journey with you. Yeah. And it's just, it's so wonderful to hear that because I think there's so many people, like actually that's how Do The Thing started was originally I just saw people so annoyed with the dating apps. And I was like, there's got to be another way. And that's when I came up with the dare idea. And then after doing a couple of those challenges, I was like, I've got to do more because people were still, you suck your soul out doing that stuff. I wanted people to get back up to like a good level. So then they meet someone at the same level, because if you're lower, you're going to meet someone at the lower level. And so that's the whole I love that you brought it up, because that's really been the whole mission of, of what we've been trying to do. Yeah, I've just really been looking at my attachment style and I'm not a secure attached person. So I love the the book that we're reading in the book club, Attached, because it tells you it's not hopeless if you're not secure, if you're avoidant or anxious or avoidant anxious or whatever, that there are things you can do to be more secure and with the right partner, you will make it all the way. So it's just a matter of start the journey, start the work. So with that, I'd love you to talk to your future partner or just a future (laughs) suitor out there and tell them where they can reach you. And when they reach you, how should they reach you? So a couple ideas. Pamela had said she's an author. So she had said what book I think it was what book they were reading is how she wanted to. Sally said she wanted them to give her like a crazy pickup line. (laughs) Anyway, those are just a few ideas. But how, how would you like them to connect? Well, it's always been my joke that when whenever you hurt my feelings or you've shown up late and people want to apologize, they say, oh, no, no, no apology. Just bring me chocolate. I love chocolate. There's a chocolatier just down the road from here. <laughs> so it's not hard even my in, in my small town to find good quality chocolate. I've never met a chocolate or a wine that I didn't like. So <laughs> those are two easy, easy ways to say hello to Deb. And where can they find you? So I'm on Facebook, both personally and my business. I'm on Instagram, both personally and my business. And I'm also on LinkedIn. So my business name is Opening Doors Together LLC. And you can find me on any of those three, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram under that name. So give a search and say hi with some chocolate with some chocolate. <laughs> with a chocolate and wine pairing would be nice. That's oh, nice. <laughs> auntie here. There you go. And a trip to Costa Rica. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. It was just so wonderful having you on. I really enjoy getting to spend this time with you. Thank you. I always love our conversations. We need to do this once a week. I think so. I really do. Yeah. Thanks, Stacy. It's always a delight. And thank you guys for joining the Do The Thing dating experiment, where we are getting to learn to connect and meet and date people in a new way.